Hi Jay, welcome to episode number ten. Better bets. Hey Manish, how are you? How's things? Things are good. Couldn't be better. Just in the middle of my blog, not finished it. So after this, ep- after this episode, I'll I'll get that. And how are things with you? All's well. All's well. Breaks almost here. So will be a will be a break after a very long time. Looking forward to it. Um, same here. But yeah, all all everything else is is all good. Yeah, you you you'll be anxious waiting for your CFA results. No man, like I said, it's a it's a very anxious period. You know, three almost around three weeks to go, and it's taking longer than it ever has before. Um, so yeah. No man, wishing you all the best and looking forward to celebrate. I guess both of us will be celebrating our individual victories in a way uh, in this month of July. Yeah. So cool. So what are we talking about today? Uh, is uh, is a very very interesting concept, mainly for people in Middle East. I think mainly for people everywhere who are enamored by this uh, concept of lotteries. So, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Do you do you buy lottery? Me, of course. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I got it from my dad. Um, to be uh-huh. honest, but okay. I, I mean, I I I take as much of a calculated uh, exposure to a lottery as I possibly can. So, with every lottery ticket I buy, I, I calculate an expected value for that lottery ticket. And if I cannot hmm. calculate an expected value for that lottery ticket, I don't buy it. Um, but but what do you mean by expected value of the lottery? Technically, you'll be able to have an expected value on any lottery ticket. No, right? if you don't know how many tickets there are in total, then you won't be able to do that, right? Ah, okay. So everyone doesn't disclose like Dubai duty free. Exactly. So with sold. Dubai duty free, I buy Dubai duty free, for instance, and. The expected okay. value for the for the for a thousand dirham ticket that I buy um, is around seven hundred and twenty dirhams, approximately. Okay. So I'm happy, you know. Okay. It, that's personally me. I'm happy sacrificing that two hundred and eighty dirhams. Um, right. F- for you know that an expected value of seven twenty is 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 fine and fair with me. Uh, there's another app okay. called Ideals. Um, okay. They kind of do like smaller things, like smaller ticket sizes. They'll do like iPhones, okay. but again, a lottery. Yeah, it's a lottery concept. But if you if mm-hmm. you buy when they first launch, like a competition, okay, uh, you get so you get one ticket, and then you get a, a second ticket if it's uh, if you donate to charity, like or uh, whatever mm. they like. Like basically, it's you buy a book, and you basically have a chance to. Buy to get a car or something like that, you know. So if you donate okay. that book to charity, you get a second ticket, and then if you buy in within the first twenty tickets, you get a third ticket. And if I do the calculation oh. of expected value when I have when I get three tickets, more often than not, the three tickets expected value is greater than the cost of the ticket. Okay. So I'll tell you what you know before before you know, our audience could could. Uh, you know, make sense of calculating the expected uh, uh, value of of a lottery ticket. I want to I want to talk about it on a moralistic and a commercial ground. All right, on a moralistic uh, ground, uh, I have always been in a way anti lotteries uh, purely because the whole business model. I think okay, uh, 
depends on on the vulnerability of many people hoping to win a big lottery and if you're going to collect 10 million dirhams your your your, your lottery prize is 5 million dirhams so the lottery organizer always walks away with half of the money for themselves to buy duty free or any state lottery it's the best business in the world you and it's legal so technically you're raising x you're only distributing 0.5 x but that 0.5 is so huge for an ordinary person that he is tempted to just buy it and it doesn't pinch so it doesn't pinch because you're spending 100 dirhams or 1000 dirhams if you're buying dubai duty free and the payoff is 5 million dirhams or, or whatever the price money is but i don't i i've always been you know because the probability is just so low in in getting it that is i've never been attracted to it what's your take on it moralistically i mean because 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 i because i have many clients who are ultra successful ultra high net worth they don't even pick up these uh, these lottery tickets like i've not heard any of them ever stating to me so that's why i'm asking you what is your take on it moralistic that, where, that's where, funny that that, that you most people will fall into that category right that if you're ultra wealthy hmm. this is the last kind of purchase you're making but i know somebody who is yeah. ultra wealthy and has actually won the dubai duty free car once and lottery three times jay koshi pagrani almaya yeah, groups yeah that's the uh, one i almaya didn't want to i didn't want to name by. people but that's the one you know so yeah so so i used to manage deepak pagrani's investments all right so that is when i came to know koshi pagrani is a multi millionaire and she landed up winning the dubai duty free and it's so funny i laughed about it yeah and they still have the car so they they have the the purple <laughs> rolls royce that they won um hmm. and you know i mean but yes most people i mean this comes back you know i mean not to bring things up academically but this comes back to hmm. the level 3 curriculum right where you have hmm. uh, different levels of uh, you know most people like traditional finance assumes you to be kind of uh, risk averse like for every unit it's a calculated element of risk that you're taking but what the what behavioral finance tells you is that's not necessarily true it depends on where you are on the on on the wealth curve right so if you're extremely wealthy right your goal is to preserve the wealth your goal is not to yeah it's to grow but you you're not looking to 10x or 20x your net worth versus for somebody like like mm. me i mean i i can not knock on wood comfortably say that my that my needs are taken care of and so i fall mm. into that bracket of of yes um you know that's not to say i only buy lottery tickets with my excess money i i i save a lot of i mean i, I invest uh, most of it and i have a very mm. kind of structured i i don't buy every lottery that's that comes out so even though i buy the dubai duty free i think it's worth it it's worth the risk for me and and i'm happy buying it i don't buy every series because there's a series that happens every two weeks mm. I don't buy every every yeah. two weeks, so I kind of have a structured, uh, like a sip of sorts. You know, I put only uh, right. an investment maybe once every six weeks or sometimes eight right. weeks, depending you know on on the circumstances into the ticket. So I don't buy it every series, and this is so the Dubai duty fee is the only duty the only lottery that. i personally i mean I, the thing is with 
Only, only because you know the number. Only because I know the number of tickets, and I think, at, at mm. least for me in my head, you can call. I I don't know. There's something in my head that is telling me that like one in five thousand is not like out of the blue. You know, not a bad, not odd. a bad odd. Uh, and you know, compared to the U.S. lotteries, I mean, keep in mind I've lived in U.S. for four years. and the lottery culture there is, is is completely different you know you have people spending 3 4 5 dollars every day yeah i've heard people spend money which is even beyond their means when you time just to pick up a lottery ticket and and they do it monthly very regularly i mean I've man heard. what monthly i've, read, I've yeah. seen daily like you know because your convenience stores wow. your convenience stores where yeah. see when you go over here right you have you have cigarettes mm. and things that kind of uh, you, all your necessities are kept at the at the end right at the counter and at the, the funny part is i mean the cigarette culture is not very prominent in america it's it's decreasing right so you you'll mm. see cigarettes but more than the cigarettes you'll see lottery tickets at right around and behind the the cashier like the checkout cashier and that when i went to america was kind of mind boggling like like even with somebody who's not into finance you don't need to be in finance to understand to just make sense of the numbers like how can you put 1 dollar and make 200 million dollars like clearly the odds are are massive and are ridiculous and so that's why you know that that kind of drew me into um into the dubai duty free in particular I, and 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 to con- sorry manish but to contradict that you have the mm-hmm. abu dhabi big big ticket which i don't buy at all red red ticket or big ticket which yeah, i don't yeah. buy at all cuz i don't have the number of people the number of tickets that they that they have and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. once again it kind of comes back to the fact that i mean if there's a buy two get one free so the 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 thing i'm trying to get to is i don't have any clue of the odds um not that that right. makes it a more it, it makes it a more educated decision but that's not to say it's the best decision and right uh, uh, uh because i don't have that uh, kind of there i don't know how many tickets there are um and i have no clue whether there's what if there's 5 million people buying these tickets you know and you know as an analyst mm. you try to come up with some sort of a gauge as to how many people can possibly buy it but it's very difficult because anybody in the world can buy a big ticket ticket and uh, not it's not just limited right. to uae residents so those are two different I, ones I, that i and i prefer the dubai duty free and i am completely okay with it morally um and Mm. no i i think i think i am also influenced to a great extent by by the by my learnings from warren buffet and charlie munger and why do i say that is i still remember one thing i was reading and warren buffet shares uh, it's funny how what you read influences you all right uh, so i i read once Char- warren buffet was playing a golf game and uh, in the golf game someone uh, one of the four people told him that uh, warren if you hit the shot in you know if you if you if you pot it i don't know what you call in golf all right uh, but if you pot it in two shots all right then uh, we'll pay you 10000 dollars but you got to bet 
hundred dollars for it. All right. So he had nothing to lose. Warren Buffett is a billionaire. All right. So he was asked, "Why don't you bet hundred dollars and you pay off his ten thousand dollars?" And he said, "No." And they said, "Warren, it's just hundred dollars." All right. And everyone was betting for that kind of a shot. He said, "No. If I'm casual with small amount of money, I'll be casual with big amount of money also." It's it, it, it's it's something very small. It it sounds very small, but I'll tell you, uh, somehow that. has influenced me because it's a, even if it's small money which lottery is but if the payoff is just the odds are so less warren buffet potting the golf ball in two shots is not going to happen he's not a ace golf player so why even take the shot so so that is where i come from because because i think that why do i ask you morally it's not related to lottery only jay it's related to once you give in to that tendency i guess sometimes that tendency repeats in many ways yeah you may not even realize it's happening but it does happen like i'll give you another example i'm writing a blog today uh, you know on on a particular subject which is called falling in love with the money game and in that i i'm mentioning a a, a, a case in fact a, a real life story which happened with me a client of mine did not give me money to manage because he was giving a money to hira group have you ever heard of hira group uh the name sounds familiar but no So Hira Group is a Hyderabad-based company with offices in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and all. Where they used to promise four percent a month returns, and it was a halal deposit. So my Muslim clients, all right, uh, did not give me money in investing for funds and bonds and equities, and they said, "No, Hira gives me four percent a month, and I'm going to go with it." And I would tell him, "Sir, it can. It is not possible to earn forty-eight percent per annum. It is impossible. Either it's fraud, or it is just too risky." He said, "No money. I've given the money. I made money." You know, two thousand and eighteen, Hira Group got busted. Hundred and seventy-five thousand people jail lost all the money. Wow! And I, I was writing in the blog also that the only reason it happens because the tendency is let me put little amount of money and let me earn more, not realizing that the odds of it are so less. Uh, but you still give into it, and sometimes you won't even know you you you're biting more than what you can chew. Exactly. No, I mean it's 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 very you know you hear people who have won the lotteries and and how they've lost it all and I think that that how they lost yeah and yeah and I think that it it's a very 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 fine line be between gambling away your your savings and uh, kind of doing it to like a to like a more uh to the most educated way you possibly can or to the most rational way you possibly can but i mean to each their own and i and agree. you know that's that i think there's a and of course the lure of that big money is is always there it plays on my mind also it's just that i don't buy it but it's always a wow man 5 million dirhams yeah i mean exactly and i think that and we know people who have won it personally exactly I I think that there's a lot of people that have won it that's around you and uh, and and yeah I think that that there's a place for it in in society. I mean if you look at if you look at what what lotteries are in the states I mean they're 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 revenue for the government, right? It's these are these are state lotteries that are being done. It's not right w- w- with the Dubai duty free. I mean there's this probably and clearly a link to the uae government but it's it's a it's a money making profit making machine i mean if you if Indeed. you do the math if they sell a i mean i've done the math so to 
they make 1.3 million drums every two weeks just by doing the mi- the millionaire yeah i met the cfo of dubai duty free he was a, a friend of a client of mine and he got me introduced uh, this is years back this is way before like three four years back and he himself shared that they were they were really rolling in insane amount of money which was very profitable a business to be in you know but but moralistically i also understand there's another ground uh for it when i look at it from people who do not have or have not been lucky uh with chances that life has thrown at them maybe maybe this is the only shot for many of them i guess that's why i mean you know plays a role the, there's there's many people you know actually my dad and i used to go uh like on on fridays so dubai dfi has a jumeirah be- has a branch in jumeirah beach hotel and my dad and i used to you know this used to be like our friday outing we would go buy a ticket and the okay. people that were there are from all walks of life manish you have people i mean you okay. have a father son duo like us uh you have like the wealthy who you know come in flashy outfits whatever and then you also have you know the the kind of labor class people. people who have split this 1000 dirham ticket to mare collated yeah between 10 between people between 10 or 20 people and the guy is like yeah we've won it before already and you know we're here to do it again mm. and you know and and these are i i guess that's why it plays a role yeah i mean they've had people in their circle who have won it already and there's no reason why they think they cannot but yeah yeah so i i completely get it both points of view uh and uh, yeah maybe maybe one day i'll buy into it but not yet i guess i guess you win the lottery i'll definitely then come on the other side some day some day uh but i mean if if i mean just on that on one final point if i made this there's even you know even going to casinos right um and and gambling in a casino uh if if you watch i think there's an explain money explained on netflix if anybody has not watched this series and money money explained money explained yeah series i think it's called money explained uh, i've seen it yeah i've seen it but i've like i've seen the trailer but i've not seen and, the show So there's a particular show on lottery. It's only. phenomenal, and actually, okay. this was I used to watch it during my CFA. Imagine, like I was, it's a okay. it was my twenty minute break. Usually, my twenty minute break okay. is when I'm studying for the CFA is a proper sitcom. It's just okay. to get my mind off. But this was a phenomenal like. This was I love explained as a series in general. Hmm. and money explained was just okay. done so well so well and the one on i think i saw the bitcoin episode they did bitcoin they had, yeah the lottery bitcoin. one was just amazing yeah. i mean it was funny okay. cuz i was studying behavioral finance and i was talking but but did they so did they show both the sides i mean so the pro and the con of, course, of it they never they never talk about pros and cons but they they spoke okay. uh, and i was talking to vishal and i showed him one of the pictures because they had all sorts of anchoring and all these real mental biases that are biases. there come up yeah. in the episode and yeah. vishal is like bro i watched this entire series in one day like don't tell me about it and 
<laughs> the gambling one was phenomenal because you know the slot machines were done as yeah. historically as done as just people waiting so you would stand there and pull a lever and figure out whether you won but it was all it was rigged right it was rigged to make you okay. not yes. win yes but then they and to just give you a feeling that you just that you just missed by, by exactly triple seven just two seven and then yeah. you you know it it became it went from that to now it's a, it's a computer that that basically does the same thing but it's a computer that that yeah it's still an algorithm in fact it is even now full proof yeah. technically it's even and better than the system before. and it is it, it strategically has colors that lure you um and it it's even got to the point where you know how manish was saying it's got two sevens and it's not three sevens that get you it, now it's gotten to the point where you actually win but because yeah. you win so that you, what you don't realize actually is you put 20 dollars but you only won back 17 dollars of that 20 dollars right and now your hope increases that you will make it to 200 dollars and so you stick around and you lose all exactly. that exactly and so because you stick around for so long you end up losing it uh and and for a lot of people they just you know spend time like that but i mean again on that note i'm thoroughly into blackjack i love blackjack and i love poker both both mm. games i mean one of my friends from university used to count cards playing blackjack and actually at the end of the gambling episode if you've heard of the mit blackjack team which was what I the with, yeah the, so he comes at the end of the episode and that in the movie in, in in i mean the guy who was who in the movie it was played one of the guys one of the characters on the movie the real life guy was on the on this money explained on the floor tv okay. show and he was talking about counting cards and yada 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 at top if i but like. this i i mean this was an at mm. top so this was one i i i don't know his name to be honest another mathematician but okay. yeah okay. he was basically also part of this mit blackjack team but but you but you look at mit blackjack team or at top these guys it wasn't playing playing a lottery they knew the system was you know playable and they devised enough tools and they were skilled also to actually turn the game in their favor yeah, and technically they were in the lottery game it was just that they knew how to how to get the odds in their favor exactly and so i had a i had a friend from university that actually used to do this brilliant guy one extremely brilliant guy and you know i was unemployed for 6 months after university and he had won me $3000 with me with wow. me putting in about $100 he had won me didn't, didn't he get banned from any casino you can't get banned right it's not illegal but but it's it's a converse, like we were getting looks by staff and it they first offer you yeah. like they first tell you we'll give you a sweet unlimited food and alcohol and we we don't want like we just don't want you on the floor and then it becomes threats right but it's a yeah. fine line so you you heard of moni you heard of monish pabrai yeah that's a very familiar name so monish pabra is a is a legendary investor worth 200 million dollars today uh, one of the uh, disciple investors of warren buffett and charlie munger man who he, he runs a fund called pabra investing all right uh, in us 
Monish Pabrai got banned from Las Vegas purely because he knew how to get the game in his favor and he made insane amount of money. It's a hundred quarter million dollars or something like that. I'm remembering the money and he got banned. He can't visit Las Vegas Casino. Yeah. I mean, so that's... I, I, I guess they allow till a certain point. Once you cross a certain threshold, I guess then you get banned or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Anyway, that's not that's not where you should be going but i mean again it comes to the point that there are there are places within it, it all comes down i think to expected value and understanding the concept um and really seeing if if see in the end there's odds to be taken even if you're counting cards yes. it's just about the odds being in your favor when i say 720 right. dirhams is the expected value of this ticket Technically, if it was more than 1,000 dirhams, everybody should be buying this ticket. But because right. it's less than 1,000 dirhams, there's a, there's a payoff that is, that is less than how much you're actually that paying, the the risk paying for the, the ticket. Right. Um, right. right. So, yeah. So, so okay, since, you, since you've spoken about expected payoff, all right, I guess there's a very thin line between lottery or gambling kind of... Uh, you know, partaking with your money and and genuine investing kind of you know uh, partaking with your money, which means both the places you're putting in money with a with a payoff in the future. But there's a thin line what separates between gambling or lottery and investing. So since you're talking about expected payoff, okay, I suggest you share how do you calculate expected payoff? Since you're saying thousand dirhams is the ticket, my expected payoff is seven fifty dirhams. Why don't you? Yeah, I mean, so it's explain the audience so how you get. Yeah, so I mean, briefly, a ticket costs. I, costs 1000 dirhams actually when i was explaining this to my colleague he found it fascinating so i hope everybody else finds it as mm. fascinating but essentially you have 5000 tickets right and each ticket is 1000 dirhams so you have a one in 5000 chance so you take one divided by 5000 times the prize money which is 1 million dollars so let's for simplicity sake say multiply that by 3.67 so that's 3670000 which is 3.67 million which takes so you're paying 1000 dirhams but 1 divided by 5000 times 3.67 million gives you 734 dirhams so for that 1000 dirham ticket your expected payoff given the the probability of 1 divided by 5000 your expected payoff is 734 dirhams. So everybody who's buying this ticket is actually at time zero Not losing 266 dirhams um, right. immediately. And that 266 times 5,000 is, is what the buy duty fee makes as profit. But the 734 right. part is, is your profit. And so that's basically the... The, the the present value of the decision technically is negative. I mean, for anyone. yes, I mean, the present, the, the, the future value even is, is negative. I mean, unless you, this, see, this takes into consideration the probability, right? So it's, it's taking right. into the fact that you're winning, that you could win. So the present, future, any time period, the, you're losing 267 drums the moment you make this decision. Um, so, so if the payoff in the future, probability weighted payoff is less than the amount of money you're putting in right now, then it isn't a smart... It's not a rational decision, yes. 
it's not a rational decision you take but you still take because you still have a chance you'll make it and you're willing to take willing to lose it all when you put that thousand there so so that's understandable which is which is lottery and that too you're talking about the odds which are still decent now as you were saying that the 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 expected payoff is 734 and you're okay with it because you know the number of tickets what do you think would be the expected payoff of abu dhabi kind of lottery or american lotteries oh like even if you had a fair you would probably like you would have probably lost about 75 to 80% of your ticket right there at a minimum i mean which means if if you're putting out which means the expected payoff is 200 dirhams i would i would i would probably say less than that to be honest with you um so 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 1000 dirham ticket and your expected payoff is 100 dirhams probably wait. yes probably i mean it's very difficult to calculate right but i i would presume so yes and and people still take it purely because it's the hope of of hope that is luring enough for them to buy into it but not practical in in any sense but but it's very important for the audience to understand the expected payoff concept when you're buying a lottery now jay when does this expected payoff turn into a investing which means you you go beyond gambling kind of investing which is what many people do like bitcoin you know in my blog today i, I was researching something on bitcoin jay in the last 2 months 10 billion dollar of positions have got margin calls on bitcoin because they were leveraging 1 is to 100 just imagine jay 10 billion dollars of positions have been cancelled which means there are millions of people whose money that was put for margin trading on bitcoin has gone to zero wow zero just imagine if 10 billion dollars gets wiped off in in a market which is allowing leverage of 100 times and many retail investors today have access to these these platforms on 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 the phone which will make it so easy to just click two buttons and you have a leverage of 100 times this is this is kind of a gambling or a lottery kind of investing which is which is where your money just could go to zero which is what happened which is what which is what many people do yeah so they say oh i'm investing in crypto or i'm a crypto investor but when you leverage it and if your payoff could be zero in an in a in an adverse scenario then you're just gambling and i have not met a billionaire or a millionaire who made money or kept money by gambling agreed absolutely agreed i mean and i think that so the i mean i think the key difference right between investing and gambling is this one this 1000 with with investing there's no it's it's not a binary payoff um the moment you look for a binary payoff which is you know in 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 the lottery example that i gave everybody the you're multiplying it by 3.7 3.67 right you know but what is what is this what is the standard deviation of that payoff is massive because it's a binary payoff so it's either 0 or 3.67 million that you can make with investing that's not so much the case right unless you're doing 1 is to 100 leverage where you could lose everything or make 100 times your money but rational logical normal investing where you're buying into etfs and doing everything we've told you in the last 9 episodes you're making kind of lot not i wouldn't say logical but you're buying let's say the stock market over the over the rest of your life where the payoff is maybe up and down 5 maybe 10% at a maximum uh every year so if if you're putting in 1000 dirhams 
let's say every every month for 12 months that's 12000 dirhams hypothetically if that grows by 10% that's 1200 so your investment using simple math should be worth about 13400 and 13200 and that 13200 will only go up in value by another 10 or go down in value by another 10% that is not a that's right. not a binary payoff you know like i'll give you an example i was helping my like my girlfriend set up her trading account and props to her for doing all of that but i you could tell that for a for somebody who's just getting there just about we're almost there with investing i myself had to take a deep breath putting in you know half our funds into etfs because it's for somebody else it's very difficult to justify the decision of buying something for $1,000. Because you're thinking, oh, this $1,000 right. will become zero. But you have to kind of right. realize that this is, you're putting this, and, and keep in mind that this, even though like with my own investing account, I do it with no, like with no kind of second thought. But doing it for somebody else, even though it's my job, but doing it for my girlfriend is different. It, I'm kind of like... Right oh, wow, I'm putting $1,000 into, you know, QQQ. And doing that, and then I have, because I've justified it to myself in my head, she's like, wow. And I'm like, like, babe, like don't worry. Like, it's not, it's not going to become zero. Yeah. Like, investing in QQQ right. is 10% Apple, 9% Google, 8% Microsoft, or right. not those ratios. 10, I think 10 Apple, 9 so Microsoft. So even, even, even if a crash was to come, you're maybe looking at 10, 20, 30% crash, but you're not looking at the money going to exactly. zero. That is when it becomes investing. Exactly. Like how can... it? But it could go to zero. It could go to zero if you took the same stock and if you were leveraged on it. Exactly. All right, or you took the same stock and did a future and option. Exactly. On. When you That's when you're taking on unprecedented amount of risk, right? But I'm yeah. like... Like, think about it. Apple, Google, Netflix. Let's take out Tesla because that's a different example. But Apple, Google, not, not Netflix. Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook. You can't think of these companies going to zero, okay, for the rest of, at least I cannot personally for the rest of my lifetime. Yeah. And Amazon. Uh, and I mean, if there's any place to park my money for the rest of my life, it's with these companies. Uh, I I probably think it, it there's a higher chance of it going to zero in my bank account for no fault of my own than it going to zero in my investment account because these companies are just gonna grow like they're just they're in my opinion you know yeah because they are platform businesses and and these platforms technically run the world they run today. the world today i mean and they're not even they're not even getting started you know when i give my when i when yeah. i tell people my thesis on apple and why i think it's the best company in the world no people used to say apple expensive five years back people used to say apple expensive 10 years back people used to say apple was expensive 20 years back and the story still continues apple's expensive but it still continues growing. exactly i mean you're with these kind of companies you know it's a it's 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 a different ball game you're not when you invest you're not buying something. See, when you buy a when you buy an espresso machine, I'm saying it because it's right in front of me. It's it's as if it's, I knew it. I was sure you have it in front of me. <laughs> it's as if you know, it's thousand dirhams that's gone. But investing is not one thousand dirhams gone, right, guys? It's one thousand dirhams that is gone from your current 
pool of money, but it's going into your future pool of money, right? And if anything, tomorrow, if you lose your job and, and all of that, I mean, I, I don't think I'll be able to sell my Nespresso machine for much, but I can definitely be, I'm confident right. I'll be able to sell my Amazon, Apple, Netflix shares. And I, I, don't want, I don't know why I keep saying Netflix, but Amazon, Apple, Google shares for a decent chunk of money. Um, and that, and that really is the difference in, in, in mindsets. I think it's with my thousand drums for Dubai duty free. I don't look at trying to get that back, but with my thousand drums in Apple, right. uh, I'm, I'm more than confident. I'm going to get that back. Absolutely. Now, if I was to just stretch this a little bit for the audience. All right. Now, Apple, Google is, is when it is investing, but what if you were investing your thousand dirhams in a new competitor in america that just got listed all right and is challenging google uh to to break into the online advertising game now that unless you have a circle of competence to really understand the unit economics of that business or like many people are investing into electric vehicle names that keep cropping up all over the world now unless you understand the the technology and the unit economics and the and the business in depth, then it might be called investing. But if you don't understand it, and you just get a tip from someone, oh, this new company's launch called Ching Chong Chu Electric Vehicles or something like that, I'm buying into it because my friend bought into it, then again, it becomes a lottery. Absolutely. It's a lottery because you have no clue what the business is. You have no clue, you know, about the technology. You just bought into it purely because someone gave you a tip. And surprisingly, we see that even amongst bankers and smart people also do this mistake. And and that's lottery. So there's a thin line between lottery kind of investing and genuine investing. And if you can just sense it, uh, then you will be careful about not crossing the line. Absolutely. I like you know, Jay. I, I, just just so sorry. Uh, just one example I was giving. I, I was just uh, again coming from the blog that that I'm writing, Jay. If an investor was to have a twenty year period of investing, and if he was to make you know, uh, returns sometimes 30% a year, sometimes 10% a year, sometimes 4%, sometimes minus 10%, just like any stock market return will be, okay, which varies in the 1990, in, in the entire period of investing. But in the 20th year, if he landed up making a decision, that one decision, which was kind of a lottery decision where everything goes for a toss, all the money you've made, okay, like I was calculating, okay, uh, an investor lines up making 11% per annum compounded for, for 19 years. In the 20th year, loses 99% of his money because he bet on something heavily and it went wrong. And the guy goes bankrupt. Absolutely. And then I was just researching on Google, Jay, how many billionaires have gotten bankrupt. It is insane to see the number of billionaires, yeah. Vijay Malia has gone bankrupt. When I say bankrupt, he has no money, still owes money to the government. All right. Uh, Anil Ammani technically is bankrupt. Absolutely. So these guys... If they had just kept enough money, which is which is not going to get affected because of a wrong bet, they would still have a good lifestyle. But billionaires also go bankrupt because of this lottery kind of investing. So if you think when you're listening to this podcast, oh, I'm smart enough and I'm not going to do that dumb, this dumb mistake. Well, I'll tell you sometimes it's the smartest people who do these dumb mistakes. I absolutely agree. Purely because you risk a lot on these lottery kind of investing. Agreed. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. So. So yeah, I, I guess yes, you know, sometimes there's just so much to learn when you read case studies of, of mistakes in the past. Uh, 
I just I just think everyone listening to this podcast, if you could just build a habit of reading, uh, not success stories alone, because success gives you like, oh wow, I'll implement that too. No, I, I guess sometimes reading about failures of people just makes you realize what could happen if you just are not on 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 your toes where your money is concerned. Correct. Absolutely. Because you have these many attractive schemes, lucrative schemes that could come and swindle you away of your money, but uh, but you need to have the sense of distinguishing what is genuine practical investing and and a very lucrative investing which is too good to be true types absolutely agreed couldn't agree more so so yeah so jed i guess i guess that's covering quite a bit uh about about lottery anything else that comes to your mind regarding this that you would like to no i mean i think it's i think it's audience? just very important to i like I like how we kind of dissected that difference between investing and and gambling and the using an expected payoff to 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 justify a decision is is the most calculated method but but there's no there's no uh question one is gambling and one is investing I am not investing my money by calculating an expected payoff with a lottery ticket. I I know it is purely gambling. It's just about making a more educated gamble. And in your head, in your mind, th- th- whether or not you want to think that there's a place for gambling in your with your savings, sure. But make that the most educated decision you can make and it's nowhere close to the amount of time money or any capacity you have that should be allocated towards investing so investing is far more of a priority and should be more of a priority in everybody's life but this episode was just more to kind of rationalize to the best of our abilities everything else in that in in between you know absolutely Absolutely. You know, I, j- just one more thing that came to my mind. All right. Uh, this is because of a conversation I had with a colleague yesterday. Uh, and uh, he was sharing that, oh, I- I'm I'm thinking of buying a property and all. And when I dug into it a little bit more, he was like, no, because one other colleague also bought a property. All right. And I just asked him, so what are the returns that you're expecting? Uh, he was like, yeah, uh, 5%, 6% rental, stuff like that. And I, I was talking to him and I said, then why buy a property if, you're, if, you're, if your returns are 5 to 6%? No, because I think it's a sensible thing to do. And, and that is a time something just struck me. Many a times, I think people do investing, which is not gambling, all right? Because you're buying something which others are buying, which may be like a property. And you know, I buy a house in JLT uh, uh, or, or, or maybe I buy gold. Uh, and I'll have decent return. It won't go to zero. Well, you call it investing. Fair and I accept it. But I, I'll tell you, if any or anyone in the audience is really interested in compounding your money at 20% per annum, which is which is very handsome, if you could figure out a way to compound your money at 20% per annum, then I would highly encourage you to become a lifelong learner of how can you spot opportunities uh, that could allow your money to compound at 20% per annum. Because if you were to just compound 100,000 dirhams at 20, I have the stats in front of me there. Okay. This is in the blog, uh, which is going. And I'm, I'll just share with you. If you your money compounded at 10%, let's say you were investing $1,000 a month 
and your money compounded at 10% per annum for 20 years. At the end of 20 years, you'll be sitting on $773,000. All right, which is damn good amount of money. All right, but property is not going to compound your money at 10%. Okay, I've not seen it compound my money at 10% per annum. I don't see why it would happen for others. Jay, you agree Absolutely with me on property? Agree. Absolutely. I mean, people have a very delusional perspective, in my opinion, on property, especially in this region. But that's again a topic for another day. Uh, for another a day. 6% but, yield but, is very possible hmm. in the bond markets and at least you won't be locking yourself up for God knows how many. Yeah, I mean, but, but I guess people end up taking real estate like, like this colleague of mine because oh, it, it, I think it's safe to do and ek to property honi again, it's not investing. Uh, I won't say it's not investing. It's investing, but not the most optimal investing. But if any of you landed up becoming a lifelong learner, which means you're seeking out giants who have written or recorded podcasts and you could read and listen to them, all right? Or maybe having friends like Jay who you could learn a lot from. Like Jay has also learned a lot from his mentors or people who have inspired him. And if you could become a lifelong learner, then you could compound this $1,000 a month of saving at not 10%, at 20% per annum. Now, let me tell you the stats. If you compounded your money at 20% per annum, for 20 years, the same $1,000 of savings per month will land up becoming $3.2 million. Yep. At 10% per annum, 20 years becomes $770,000. At 20% per annum, it becomes $3.2 million. That is a difference of $2.5 million only because you learned how to compound your money. So I would highly encourage you all to, to be well-read and educated enough to distinguish gambling Lottery, compounding at 5-10% per annum and compounding at 15 to 20% per annum. That is where you 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 distinguish, you, you enter the league of men who play the money game just in the most handsome manner possible. Agreed. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So yeah. So I guess, Jay, that's that's it for for today, yeah, I guess. That's it. And uh, wishing everybody, whoever's in UAE, at least a good break. I mean, it'll probably be a while till this episode comes out. But uh, yeah, but yeah, wishing everybody a good break three weeks from now. Hope you had a good break. And uh, and yeah. Yeah, I guess by the time they hear it, we hope they have a good. They had a good break. Agreed. But uh, but thanks yeah. everyone for listening. Wishing you. Uh, Happy investing. Thank you for listening and have a smashing evening ahead. Yeah? Take care, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a great you one. You too, buddy.